You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to that Chelsea podcast, episode 44, All to Play For. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast. I'm joined as always by Jack Davies. How are we doing, sir? Yeah, I'm I'm okay, thanks, mate. Uh, decent result the other day, you'd say, but I feel like we could have we could have taken advantage of that rail team, especially in the first half. But still, nevertheless, good result, and we go again next Wednesday. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Returning to the pod, two of my favourite guests to get on. I always try and make sure I get them on together. We have got Mr. Jay Tomlins. Jay, how are we doing, sir? I am really good, boys. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And we've got Jam as well. Jam, how are we doing? Yeah, all good, bro. All good. Um, Can't can't wait to get started. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, as always, boys. And as always, I get our guests to give themselves a little plug. Jay, where can people follow you on Twitter and what is the content you're putting out there? Uh, so on Twitter it's at JTMLNS I, I, when I chose it I didn't think that I'd need to tell people so it's probably really long and convoluted just type in J Tomlins and hopefully that comes up and then yeah the back post on, on YouTube that's that's main content coming out of there nice one nice one and Jam where can the people follow you and the content that you're putting out there yeah nice one so on Twitter I'm on at carefree underscore jam um and of course, you can find me on the Chelsea social as well, at Chelsea Social. Um, and of course, on YouTube too. So just type in the Chelsea Social, should pop up. Uh, definitely check us out on there and Twitch. Yeah, all their links will be in the description below, guys. You really want to check them out. The Chelsea Social have just hit 15k on Twitter the other day. So happy, happy days for them. Right. We, you know, big matter of Real Madrid. We played, you know, first time, but we played, Jack, certainly we played Real Madrid in our lifetimes, Jack. But we played pretty, we played pretty damn well, I thought. Yeah, no, we were good. We were like Usain Bolt out of the blocks. Um, everyone was fully at it. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought we were, we were quality, especially in the first 25 minutes or so. Um, it, it just was one of those games afterwards, you just feel like we really could have could have almost killed the game to be honest and not left ourselves too much to do back at the bridge um um but it it will be a tough game but you still you I'd still say I back us but when you when the other team have got someone like Benzema like the other night they created absolutely nothing the whole game and then just sloppy defending to be fair from a set piece but he creates something out of nothing and that's why he's world class. Um, and if we had someone like that in our team, we, we'd be we'd be right up there. 
um, in the Premier League especially. So I think it's a bit of a like an advocate for us to try and go and get someone, some someone, one of the big dogs, um, and score us a lot of goals. But yeah, at the end of the day, honestly, it was a great result. Um, and yeah, like I said, we just go again, go again on Wednesday, and hopefully we can get to Istanbul. Oh yes, sir. I love that. <laughs> Sorry, as we're recording this, Villarreal have just gone one nil up against Arsenal. So lovely. I didn't know whether I could mention it or not. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, Jam. It's fine. This is you know live. You know, pretty unedited. Um, Jam. I guess once you've once, you've, once you've recovered, uh, Christian Pulisic. Seems quite fitting, you know, you've just mentioned Arsenal, given, you know, the Pepe Pulisic stupid debates that we also sometimes see on Twitter. But, Jam, Christian Pulisic, you know, what a goal from him. You know, great ball by Rudiger, but composure from him to, you know, slot it past Courtois. Lovely stuff. Good evening again, guys. Um, so, <laughs> I, do you know what? Let me just get that off my chest. Anyway, Pulisic, he, generally, when, he, when he's on song, he's one of my favourite players. Quality guy. One of the best dribblers you'll see. Um, and he was on it. He's a real big game player. He really picks and chooses his moments. And he, he seems to turn up in these big games. And he was electric in that first half, especially. Um, I mean, I'm still fighting with him because I think he's got a great uh, playing style, let's say. I think it suits our team. But at times, he needs to find that balance and play the ball a bit sooner. He really does. He really, really, really does. Other than that, that goal is exactly where he needs to be selfish and doing that thing, you know? Did it in the final third in their box and just danced. He had these guys on strings and just slapped it into the back of the net. It was brilliant. Absolutely superb finish. And that's what we need to see. It's the end of the season. Judging by last season, he's entering his element. I can't wait to see what else this guy can do. He just needs to stay fit, stay healthy and keep plugging away. I just wish he could get his head up at times because I think if he could do that and play the ball earlier, then he would be absolutely magnificent. I think he's still got that. It's a work in progress. I think, he, what, is he 21, 22? Plenty of years for that to happen. You know, he, he, he's absolutely fantastic when he's, when he's on song. And he was in the first half of the other night, I think, kind of disappeared after that. Um, but, you know, that's no slight on him. That's Real Madrid, you know. That that is Real Madrid that he's playing against, and he made the snake. The anaconda in goal looks stupid. I saw a camera angle, right? Someone took a still photo of it, and you just see Courtois on the floor looking up at him, and I thought it's brilliant. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, I, I, I love <laughs> the stills like no, they just gradually <laughs> zoom in on his face. You just see that look. Is, yeah, brilliant, beautiful. Exactly, beautiful exactly. Big up Pulisic, though. We need yeah. to see more of that. Lesser Captain NHS, more Captain America. Please, <laughs> for the end of the season, let's go, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> he saw he saw Werner, didn't he? He thought, right, I'm doing this on my own, boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Jay, oh I'm going to go to you on Timo Werner. Uh, this, oh. was, this was a stat that came from Squawker. No Premier League player has missed more big chances oh, in the league in European competition than this season with Timo Werner. 29 big chances, 21 missed, 8 scored. That miss, man, like, oh. No, oh, this is the worst question to get. This is the worst topic to get, isn't it? Um, I, you can say you can say what everyone else likes to say and say, oh, he's getting in the areas. He's getting there. But, yeah, it's it's so frustrating. I really, I'm so hesitant to, to call for his head. And because and, and, I, I think it's maybe because of his, he's a likeable guy. He seems like such a nice guy. Uh, and and you know he's quite funny. He's he's also like takes the mick out of himself. You know when when it comes to the goals and stuff. So I really don't want to say anything bad on his name. But my guy, you gotta score, man. You gotta start scoring some of them, please. I know he scored against West Ham, but even then he missed that game. And this is the game. You know how much we paid from sixty mil, seventy mil. We paid that much money to you know score goals in these big games and he's just not he's just not doing it so yeah so it's such a difficult one I think we're coming to the end of the season now he's got a couple more games big games as well we've got some big games coming up hopefully he can prove himself a little bit more in those and then we see what happens at the start of next season because usually you give a player a year don't you you give a player a season 
and then at the start of the next one that's when you start really judging him so hopefully he comes good by then because I really don't want to say anything bad about him I like him want to be his mate one day maybe <laughs> yeah no I think you know he's a trier and Chelsea fans like a trier I guess quickly yeah, got a touch on the Benzema goal like Jack we conceded from a set piece man that was frustrating but Real Madrid yeah. you know they created pretty much nothing and then you know we failed to deal with the set piece and there's Benzema a clinical striker feeding living off scraps it's, and it's yeah. one all he's yeah it's takes that touch of his head, slams it in the back of the goal. Mendy's almost scared of the ball. If you see the re- replay of that, he like flinches. Like It's beyond him before he can even react, to be fair. But that's what you get with him. He's, he's world-class at the end of the day. He, I, think he's, I think they said he's the joint fourth top goal scorer in the Champions League. He's someone who's criminally underrated throughout his career. Uh, does not get the credit he deserves and you can see it in this Real Madrid team now when the likes of Ronaldo have left etc they're relying on him big time to come up with big moments um, one like positive of it I'd say going into the second leg for us is if we can keep him quiet they're not, they're not going to trouble us at all um, because other than that I mean he had one shot that hit the post that was out of nothing as well um, I think it was a mistake from us, but other than that, they, they offered nothing. Mount, I know Modric is, is getting on, but Mount made um, Modric look look average. Like a, a Ballon d'Or winner was running rings around him all game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we were just better than them. I know we tied second half and they came into it a little bit more, but we were better than them. I think that's just the... The frustrating thing that we, uh, the frustrating thing for us as fans from that game is that we would have taken the one-one before the game, bitten your hand off at it. But after the game, you just feel that slight disappointment that we haven't created more of an advantage going into that second leg. Yeah, jam, and Golo Kante, wow. Like wow. I mean, to be fair, the first the first half at times he was frustrating me a little bit. But the second half, he was just on it. And what a performance from him. He won. He contested more duels, 21, and completed more take-on six than any other player on the pitch. You know, Cesc Fabregas tweeted that, you know, N'Golo has always been a big game player. Never doubt him. He plays for two. I don't know. Maybe that's a slight dig at Jorginho. But Jorginho also had a good game, I felt. <laughs> but um, talk to me. N'Golo Kante. Well, on one hand, you've got an infinity stone. On the other hand, you've got the Italian Barry White. So you can kind of see where that might come from, right? But no, dude, let's be honest. N'Golo Kante, when he's like that, is just sensational. And he had a Kante performance. Like, I know you said earlier, Nick, that he frustrated you at times in the first half. He did for me too. And I think it's hard, it's easy to forget exactly the type of player he is and his strengths because he gets into these attacking positions all the time. It's almost like the opposition players are happy for him to have it there to an extent because he gets there all the time. And it, it kind of fools you into thinking maybe he's not playing well. But And I fell for it when Chelsea played Leeds and, and Drew. I was like, Kanda didn't have a good game. Then I looked back at the, the stats and watched it back and I was like, actually, he did have a good game. But he just keeps getting the ball in the final third. It's like, that's not his strength. But anyway, aside from that, he was absolutely magnificent. Every single time you touch him, I tweeted it out, you touch him, it's like you're touching the bad guy from in, in the Sonic game because you will lose your rings immediately. You're getting paid. If you just touch him, he always comes out with the ball and the, 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 the player that had the ball will be on the floor. I don't understand it from such a little guy. It's like he generates his own sort of magnetic field or something or gravitational field. That is crazy. He was superb. Even in possession, running. Like... The, the legs that you get on this guy, even in possession, is absolutely magnificent. The amount of yards, yardage this guy covered with the ball just got us up the pitch. And he's so difficult to tackle. I mean, maybe the, 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 the final result isn't always what you'd want. But in possession, when he's dribbling, you see that Modric, Casemiro, Kroos, all struggling to keep up with him. He just burnt them. He left them for dead. And it was just... It was, it, was, it was an incredible performance. Um, 
yeah, I, I thought it was easily our best player on the pitch. Um, obviously, Pulisic was really, really good, but um, more so in the first half. I think Kante just throughout the game was brilliant. Even in the half, I know, you know, he could have done more in the final third, but it's Kante, man. That's not necessarily what he's in the team to do, even though he gets there all the time. He did his job really, really, really well. And I think he was one of the main reasons as to why we did really well. Yeah, yeah. No, agreed. A, a monster performance from Angolo Kante. And you look back, that's, you know, monster performance against Atletico Madrid in the second leg. You know, we've seen him in the past, his performance against Barcelona in 2018. He is a big, big game player and he's put in some big, big games for Chelsea. Uh, I guess, Joe, I'll give a quick shout. You know, Antonio Rudiger, you know, I say that pass, you know, Good friend of ours, uh, Jordan, calls him the Ebony Beckenbauer. Um, but, but honestly, that that ball to to, to Pulisic, that's you know that's the that's the type of balls you kind of want out. You know, midfielders playing. You know, that that ball over the top. You know, cut them open. You know, and I thought to be fair, Rudiger, and to be fair, the rest of the defense dealt with Real Madrid pretty well. You know, aside from obviously conceding that softish goal from the set piece. Yeah, absolutely. I think. On on the pass itself, you know, we we're quite we're a bit more dynamic nowadays. I think uh, earlier on in the season, we definitely could only have one or two ways of getting the ball out. Whereas like now, even our defenders, even even Rudiger is pulling out passes over the top and and just breaking defenses down in different and dynamic ways. So I'm absolutely happy with that. And yeah, like you say, defensively, I was I was a bit. I saw when I saw the lineup, I was I was happy, pretty happy, other than the fact that Asby was on the right wing back position, um, because I just thought that might have been a bit too negative. Obviously, we, the way we played didn't do that. And Asby, the guy has legs, man. He can run up and down. Like doesn't matter how old he is, it's crazy. So I, I was stupid enough to doubt him in the first place, but no, um, they really dealt with. Um, they dealt with everyone but Benzema, really, didn't they? And it's, he's the hardest person to deal with. But Vinicius didn't ha- didn't do much. Their whole midfield, the midfield that took apart Liverpool, like they really, really just showed their experience in class in that Liverpool game. None of them had a great game, particularly. And that come from the defence and Kante doing what Kante does best. So, yeah, defensively, like this is the theme, isn't it, under Tuchel, that our defence is, again, just incredible and and it's great to see like even you know at the start of the season or whenever people were doubting Rudiger they were doubting Christensen even doubting Asby at times but it just goes to show that these are all solid players and they can really put a performance in at the highest level still yeah no fully fully agree it was you know a really strong performance which was it was a near on you know sort of perfect performance really uh from Chelsea just perhaps didn't really get the result we deserved but certainly a performance I think was probably one of our best under Thomas Tuchel so far, we're now going to go into your questions, and these two are both similar, so I'll put them together. They come from RJ and Connor, who asked, uh, we have a fighting chance to get to the final now. What do you think our approach should be in the second leg? Get the first goal or shut up shot from this uh, beginning? And RJ's approach is more similar. Is, is similar. Do we go for the pragmatic approach, or do we try and kill the game early and be more proactive? I've got, I know what I'd rather do, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Jack, what would you do? Um... I mean, you can say shut up shop, but under Tuchel, we never we never shut up shop fully. It's not a Jose style shut up shop. You can be resolute, uh, re- resolute in defence, but we'll still go go and attack teams. Um, yeah, I don't think it will be as Porto s the second leg. I don't think we'd go nah, as Porto. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> um, I, I think at the end of the day, it's it it's similar in the way to that game though. It's down to Real Madrid. They're chasing the game. They've got it's up to them what they want to do, and then we've got to react to that because you saw in the Porto game it was all up to them. They did didn't do anything until the 85th minute or whatever. So I think see see what Real Madrid do. Um, I I don't want to sit back and park the bus because that's just never good for the heartstrings of a Champions League semi final night. Uh, having to watch that and teams pepper you. Um, so, yeah, I think just, like I said, um, see what Real Madrid do and, and adapt to that. Fair enough. Jam, you know, for me, I feel like we've kind of got to approach it how we did the first, how we approached the first game, really, because I don't think we can afford to, to sit back because as we've seen, you know, Real Madrid won one chance, they put it away. And as we saw, you know, as good as that Porto performance was, we switched off late on 
and Porto got a goal. And if we sort of play similar to that, we're, we're out. So do you, how would you kind of approach it? Exactly the same way. Why, why change it? Like, look, Real Madrid is supposed to be this big, fat, scary, intimidating beast of a team, yeah? Los Blancos, the Galacticos. What, what Galacticos, man? They never met a Mason Mount. Now they know about him. What happened? Do you know what I'm saying? These guys, man, in the first 25 minutes, they were getting touched in their own training ground. They got touched up everywhere. It was peak for them. Do you know what I mean? And it will happen again. I'm, I'm actually quite confident of it. Under Tuchel, we just look like a different animal in these big games. We know exactly what we're doing. Every individual's ball retention is absolutely superb. Out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> I didn't know half these players could keep the ball the way they do. Playing all these triangles. I call them Isosceles United. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, do it again. Do it again. Start on the front foot. Let's, let's go at them. They're the ones coming to us thinking, Chase, we got away with that first one, lads. And that was at home. Now you're coming to Stamford Bridge, where Spanish teams don't really do well, I think. Um, you know, we, apart from Atletico, that one time. Other than that, maybe Barcelona. Okay, maybe, you know, it's 50-50. Backpedaled <laughs> 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 on that well, one. It is. <laughs> the fact is, Stamford Bridge, not exactly an easy place to come, unless you're playing uh, whatever West Brom playing. Was it black and white stripes? <laughs> blue, and, blue and white stripes. But no, I, I really do think it's going to be a real tough game for them. They're probably going to be the ones adjusting to us. Because at the end of the day, like like you were saying, they only got one chance. Benzema took it. Absolutely smacked it in. Clinical striker. Fair play. And this is why they've been so good in this competition, because they just have clinical players. They Sometimes they suffer. You know, sometimes they, people are looking at, how the hell did Real get through to another final? And that's how they do it. They're just clinical. They take their chances. So we have to be aware of that. We have to come out in the front foot because it's dangerous. If they score, they've got an away goal. We must must, must score first. We must. We have to go out there and take control of the game. We score first, we can play it to our tune a little bit and counter-attack them. And then they're in. They're the ones in trouble. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I feel like if we're going to go through to the final, it almost has to go 2-0 Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe if we score first and they equalise, we can still go through. But I just feel like we need to go 2-0 up and then we can be a bit more like, Okay, here we go. If they score first, we'll see. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's going to be peak. Yeah. Jay, anything to add? Yeah, well, I, I completely agree. Uh, I think even the reports coming out of Spain after the game were Real got, got away with one. You know, they got away were on there with the... They need to count their lucky stars. So I think we need to tackle it the exact same way. And just, you know what? We're in the semi-final of the Champions League. Let's act like a big team. Let's go for it and just just make them look silly, you know. Like just just be confident in ourselves because whenever a Chelsea play with confidence, and you see it in people like Pulisic when the, he has confidence, when Mount has confidence, we can go and do that. We can go and hurt teams. So we just need to attack it like that. I think because if any other way, and it will start to capitulate real quick. So we uh, we just need to go and go and hurt them, and we should be all right. Yeah, next question from Dean Mears. For a large part of that, we have a more dominant team. We've got to be pleased with that performance, right? And if we kind of touched on it a tiny bit at the start, but, you know, we kind of said it feels like a missed opportunity. But in terms of an overall performance, you know, Jam, that was that was pretty, you know, pretty good. You know, away from home, that was almost a perfect, you know, away performance in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, I would give it... Um, I'd give it an 8 out of 10, to be honest. Um they, they have one chance at the end of the day and took it, and it was a bit scrappy, but they won their physical battles there. Fair play to them. That can happen. That will happen, in fact. No matter, even if you have a perfect defensive performance, teams will probably still get a chance, especially Real Madrid at home. You know what I mean? You're, it's unlikely you're coming out of there with a clean sheet. So, actually, the fact that we took control of most of the game and we were on the front foot for most of it, I think it was, it was absolutely brilliant away at Real Madrid. Look, the one thing I would really say we have to work on as an attacking unit is being more clinical. So there have been various arguments over the TL. We brought this up earlier. I think Jay answered it. Yes, Werner could be more clinical. He got lucky after his uh, missed opportunity. 
that Pulisic scored. So in my eyes, I'm kind of scrubbing that out to an extent. Do you know what I mean? He got away with that. I think after that, he made runs early. The ball didn't come. Because of that, he tried to hold his runs. And then the timing was off. The chemistry was off between him and the players. who overhit passes. He mistimed his run. It was just a bit of a mess at times in the crucial moments. That is where we need to improve in the next game. Do you know what I mean? And that's how we can start knocking our nines or tens out of ten. Um, other than that, I even think with another eight out of ten, we could probably go through. Do you, do you know what I mean? It was just a bit, you can always say it's a bit of a freak goal in a sense, but it is Real Madrid. So they're, they're like the masters of freak goals, to, to be completely honest. So um, good performance from Chelsea, good for the midfield, good for the defence. The attack could do better. Pulisic took his goal well, but still all round him, Mount and Werner could do better. Werner's the biggest culprit. Don't kill him. You know, keep moving. We make loads of chances. He gets loads of chances. <laughs> you know, so he still has a part to play in the team. Um, hopefully the attack could be better. We take our chances. We go through to the Champions League final. Yeah. Jay, show himself full up to that. Sure, it was a great performance from Chelsea, but do you think we could have shifted the gears after that first goal? Or are you satisfied with how things worked out? Um, I think we did. I, I think we, you know, we really came out firing. And, and I think we did start, you know, we, we didn't stop by any means. I just think maybe we did in the second half. Yeah, that just comes with fitness, I guess. But no, um, I, I'm satisfied. I think Jack said it earlier, like, if, if, if you said 1-1 now at the start of the game before the whistle was gone, I was like, yeah, let's take it. Let's go. But... Um, I am slightly disappointed after the fact, but no, I, I think I think we we showed a lot. I think we did show a lot in that game. We showed a lot of our class and a lot of our ability. You know, the defensive uh, strength was brilliant. The midfield of Kante and Jorginho really worked, and the attack. Although we Werner wasn't firing, the attack, the fluidity of it. I think you know playing with that front three specifically allows a lot of fluidity. So I was happy with all of it, to be honest. So yeah. I, I, I I am disappointed that we didn't go on and get any more, but it's a, it's it's a weird one, isn't it, lads? I'm disappointed but happy at the same time. It's, it's I don't really know how to feel, but yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, I mean, if you'd said to us a few months ago we'd be disappointed at drawing, you know, one all away <laughs> at Real Madrid in the Champions League semi-finals, you'd probably think we were clinically insane. So um, yeah, yeah. it's honestly definitely. it's one of those. Yeah, it's I think it's it might just be. I think in fact we'll have to wait till the second leg to see what happens. Because if it doesn't go to plan the second leg, I think we will hop back to that first leg of what could have been, what mm. is. But right now, it's a pretty good result for us. So we'll just have to have to see. Uh, next question, Dan Hill. Seems like a silly question, but maybe we dream just a little bit, but we could just win the Champions League. Could we just? Let's not kind of get carried away. Is there a 90 minutes to go? If he was crucial in the first leg, we've kind of touched on that. So who will make the difference in the second leg? Jam, who is going to be the man to send us to Istanbul? Like I said, the Los Blancos, the Galacticos, now know what a Mason Mount is. It's going to be him. It's going to be him. It's going to be his industry. It's going to be his leadership. It's going to be his technique. And it's just going to be his hustling. Yeah, to steal that word from Dr. Hustle himself, Antonio Rudiger. Mason Mount is going to be the player to get us there, yeah? He gives the attack energy. He just adds in that X factor. He's absolutely superb. I thought he had a brilliant game again against Real in the first leg. I think it's going to be on him to get us there. Pulisic as well, you know, he scored the goal all by himself pretty much. He can do it. He's got that X factor. N'Golo Kante, you know, it's going to be the same players that played well. And oh my goodness, it's 2 0. Go on, the boys. <laughs> I saw United as well. Love this, love this. Arsenal, Arsenal are in the mud. Capitulating. Um, can, can I just say on, on the Mason Mount thing as well, this just shows his class, right? So we went out in the summer and bought all these fancy new new toys, yeah? Uh, and mm. in this game, the front three, the only one that stayed there was Mount. You know, he stayed the whole game. Pulisic got subbed off. Werner got subbed off. Four 
Havertz and Ziyech, but Mount had to stay because that's how good he is and that's how important he is. So, yeah, listen, Mason Mount's going to lift the FA Cup, the Champions League and the Euros, man. It's madness. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Love that game. <laughs> well, yeah, Mason Mount, 100 appearance for, for Chelsea already. What a boy. Um, right. Yeah. Jack, who do you think is going to be different? Who made the difference for us in the second leg? I think the boys have touched on all the all the big guns. They're the ones that should turn up. Um, you've also got to look at Mendy as well. If second leg rail coming at us, he's going to have to make some make some key saves. Are well, you think unless they do a Porto, we'll have to see. But I think he he could keep us in the game. But then obviously those boys going forward, they're the ones that they're the danger men, mountains and Pulisic. Um, someone like uh, Thiago Silva as well. His leadership. Uh, it's just been immense this season for us, especially all those youngsters, with likes of Christiansen, them working with him every week. They must be absolutely loving it. And his threat from a corner, we could see possibly see him come up and score a goal from a corner. I know he scored one against us a few years ago, so it'd be nice if he could he could turn up for the books and score one for Chelsea. But yeah, those boys are the are the danger man. Yeah, fair enough. Andreas Christensen's yet to score for Chelsea, so that would be a good time for him to get his first goal <laughs> in the second leg. And a completely wild card shout: Tammy Abraham, Tammy, Taffin Tammy is going to get yeah. us. He's going to get us to, to Istanbul, maybe. Hopefully, who knows? Um, next question, Harry: Who was your man of the match, and why was it N'Golo Kante? Four bar, a couple of missed places. He was imperious as usual for the game. We look, we've touched on N'Golo Kante. And how good he is, and I'm, you know, I think we would all say he was our, you know, man of the match. But who else aside from from Ng would you say would had had a good shower? Maybe Puli. I think, you know, the defense. As P was decent for the sixty minutes, although you could kind of tell just as he was getting subbed, he went off the ball a little bit. Um, Jack. I think it's just the three boys that we've mentioned as the danger men for the second leg. They're the ones that 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 stood out. Um, Jam no. Two oh, one, two one Roma. On, this is like, turning <laughs> out to be a it's great all going night. off. In this this is going to be like the biggest anti climax if we <laughs> get like a Roma Villarreal final. Yeah, but oh, <laughs> we've, we've timed this one wrong, lads. We're missing two brilliant games. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, he would have thought the Europa League oh, would God. serve up such know, entertainment. Jets, yeah, Jam's just like Jam's in bits here. Um, He's loving it, loving it. Right, um, I, I'll, I'll give a quick shout out to Jorginho as well. Him and him and Kante there. It's the Kante does it as well, but it's those passes that they that they make. Like when Rail were pressing us quite high, Jorginho and Kante were both having a lot of luck just playing that pass through through the press and breaking the lines and allowing us to to go on the counter attack and 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 take them on. So I'll give him another shout out. Yeah. Can I can I just add as well? So I think uh, our a problem with Chelsea for for a while now has been lack of leadership and uh, on the pitch. Um, Asby's a great captain, but sometimes he can sometimes go missing it as a captain. Uh, and and but now you think like Thiago Silva in that back line, Asby in that back line, Rudiger in that back line, all commanding figures. You've got. Uh, Jorginho in the middle, who can be that guy, you know, he, he dictates play. And then Mason Mount now, who is becoming a leader and a captain in his own right. So now, like, we've gone from maybe not really having a full-on leader to having some in every position. And that, and you can just see how much of a difference that makes and how, you know, that, that just changes us to a more competent side. And we are still a very young side as well, which is something to, to keep in mind. So to see such class and experience from... A relatively young side if you take out silver it is a very young side so yeah um i think those boys can be pivotal for the next game and were definitely man men of the match saying, is it? next question <laughs> comes in from manan and he loves asking these types of questions so blame him if we don't get there he goes absolutely don't want to get ahead of myself because there's a lot of work to be done in the second leg but assuming we go through who do you guys rather face in the final that oh. PSG City game was pretty damn good yesterday. Um, <laughs> Jam, oh, who, who do you rather face in the final? <laughs> oh, I see. You come for the guy that's making the weirdest face first. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say I'd actually rather play Man City. Yes, they won the game yesterday. 
But that first half from PSG, there is a very real possibility you can just get blown away. <laughs> Neymar, it was Samba settings all round. People just dancing to his tune. He was doing whatever he wanted to do. Mbappe as well was starting to run in weird ways. And there's nothing you can really do about it when he starts to sprint. He opens out his strides and that's it. You know, that's, that's your lot. You just have to pray. And some of their triangles, they were on song. They were just playing around. I haven't seen City suffer like that for a long time. They suffered. It could easily, I'm not joking, it genuinely could have been about 4-0. Um, but they didn't take their chances. Therefore, City got back into it with, with fortune. Um, and we've beaten City before. Yes, they absolutely touched us at Stamford Bridge early this season under different management and different style of play. But look, since then we've played them and we absolutely handled them. You know, we did what PSG did, but for the whole game to an extent. Yes, it was only by one goal, but we were just much better than them. So, yeah, I'll take City, man. PSG scared the hell out of me. They've got some absolute ballers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Ferrati pulling the strings. He's like Jorginho mm. times 10. He really is. <laughs> Genuinely. Marquinhos. Oh, I mean, uh, no, 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 no. Man City. Fair enough. Jack, quick answer. City or PSG? Uh, I'll probably go City as well, just because of those those kind of points. I wouldn't want to see Neymar and Mbappe running at Aspi. That'd be that'd be an absolute nightmare for ninety minutes. So yeah, I'd yeah. probably go City. Yeah, don't play Aspi at wing It'd back be in more the final, sweet, please, Thomas. It, I know, I know. For too short, it'd be more sweet playing PSG and beating his old club. But for Chelsea fans, beating another English team in the final, that would that would uh, top off a great season. Yeah, fair enough. Jay, PSG or City? I would say PSG for a couple of reasons. Uh, I'll be really quick. PSG are like the Spurs of Europe. They bottle finals. Tuchel knows them really well. They have Poch as a manager who's done brilliantly with them, but bottled a final. And also, I hate getting English teams <laughs> in Europe. I hate it with a passion. I know we've, we know how to beat City. I'd rather slap up PSG, to be honest. So, I'd, I'd, I'd say them. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm torn up. I do kind of feel the fact we play City, you know, potentially play City twice more before the end of the season. Surely we have to lose at one of those games, you know, and do <laughs> I want to, so it kind of like law of averages, 50-50 chance. Uh, Pep has an insane record in finals. Uh, it's a tough one. So, I mean, I'm not fussed really at the end of the day. If we get to the final, I'll take on whoever. So I'm going to firmly sit on the fence. Next question comes in from Trey. He goes, do you feel the Aspia right wing experiment has been good for us? Jack, obviously, you know, we actually named the same lineup for the first time on the two consecutive games. Aspia was a yeah. wing back in both. How do you think that sort of experiment has worked out for us? Um, well, I've done the job, got a result against West Ham and got a decent result against Real Madrid. I'm uh, not surprised he came off so early, though, in the Real Madrid game. Just tired legs going forward so much. Um, I, I don't know. I I think I'd still lean towards playing Reese in the in the game at the bridge. Um, but then Christensen's been playing so well. So it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it, when, when players are all on form. Um, but he, he's done a job, but... I don't know. I'd go Reese personally. Fair enough. Jam, what about you? How do you kind of like think the experiment's gone? And you know, would you kind of prefer to see Reese back in that wing back role? Because it does, it did sort of feel, you know, at times, I think, did as people put a cross in, but it was just a bit too high for, for Timo in the first time. You kind of think if that's Reese there, maybe that delivery is just about a bit better. Yeah, I feel maybe at home we, we, we might have that added impetus to go for it, you know. Um, with that in mind, we would probably prefer Reese to play. But I, I still feel like the whole point of Asby being on the pitch was to to give us that added cover when Chilwell went forward, to almost make it like four at the back still. So Rudiger almost moving to a kind of left-back position, auxiliary, whatever you call it. And I think that worked. We looked solid. Um, so I understand it. 
if it happens again, I think it's harsh from Reese, but again, I understand it. it. You know, you could argue that maybe we're a bit more aware of the away goal and perhaps players coming back from Madrid on that left-hand side. Eden Hazard, do you know what I mean? So maybe Aspi has to play again. I, With that in mind, I'd probably play him again because I, I still think we were good enough going forward until the crucial moment. And I don't think Reese James would have necessarily changed that too much other than putting in a few more crosses and we know what we're like with them anyway. So is it worth that gamble? I'm going to lean towards no right now. I'd actually as be right wing back again and play those same three centre-backs. Fair enough. Jay, how have you kind of, what have you made of the ASP right wing back experiment? And would you kind of, you know, shift back to Reese for Real Madrid or? Yeah, I I think, like I've said in, in, in the pod already, I want to go at this game. I really want us to go. Uh, I, uh, I really want us to just attack it with everything we've got and just really put them on the back foot and play how we played against them last time. So that being said, you kind of would want Asby in there because he played that last game. But also, if, if we want to go guns blazing, get Reese involved. I think Reese is such a good right back. He's so good and he's only going to get better with, with time. So to be honest, either one will do. I'll, either way, I won't... I won't be too fussed, to be honest. I think both will do a job and do the job that they need to. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I think the SP right wing back experiment has worked. I think it's been good. At first, I thought, you know, West Ham was made in mind with Real Madrid, but it wasn't. It seemed like it was a test for Real Madrid. I would be inclined to play SP, uh, sorry, to play Reese at wing back against Real Madrid because I still I trust Reese enough defensively. I know Tuchel might have landed on SP for experience, but. Again, you know, we'll have to wait and see. It might also be in a, another instance similar to the first leg where Reese comes on for Aspi around the 60-minute mark to try and shore things up because I thought Reese looked pretty solid when he came on and I, I trust him to deal with with a certain Mr. Eden Hazard. Uh, final question comes in from David Branch. He goes, I know there's the Fulham game to come in between, but who are you boys at this moment in time going with up top in the second leg? In the nine, I mean, not all three up front. So who is your striker? for the Real Madrid game. Jack, do we go with Timo still? Do we play Kai there? What do we uh, do? Is you know what? Else? I'm, I'm, I'm going different here. I'd, I'd play Pulisic down the middle and then I'd play Mount on the left and Ziyech on the right. I think we both put Ziyech in our teams for the Real Madrid game and I think based off recent form, he very unlucky not to start, but you can't complain yeah. when Pulisic turns up like that. Um, but I think ZX record in big games, done it before for Ajax against Madrid, scored against Tottenham. No, they went out then, but even this season, he scored for us in big games, FA Cup, Champions League. So I'd go for him and then I'd, I'd stick Pulisic down the middle. I just think if, if he's got another missing him like that from the other day I'm sorry it's a great save from Courtois but you've got to stick that in the back of the net there's there's no excuses really is there so I wouldn't play Timo and then Havertz yeah he's been good but I just think it's so hit and miss with him in that false nine he can have a really good game or pretty much goes missing so on the form I'd go Pulisic Mount and, and Ziyech uh, also worth noting, Ziyech actually did have a pretty positive contribution when he came on yeah. against Real Madrid as well. Jay, what, who would you stick up top? Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because Havertz as well like has a miss in him as well. So it's like, although you, you might want to take Werner off to uh, avoid that, bringing Havertz on might still have that. <laughs> so, um, so it's a difficult one. I, I do that. I like I like the Pulisic down the middle. To be fair, that's that's quite nice. It's quite fluid. The, my only worry would be Ziyech loves a cross, and I don't really want the the lad on the end of the cross is, is Pulisic or Mount. Um, I think I'd keep it the same. To be honest, I liked how fluid we were. I you know I liked how interchangeable it was at times. You know, and I, I guess you could do that with Ziyech on as well. Um, but I think I'll keep it the same. Werner Werner up top. Fair enough, Jam. What about you? Uh, well, do you know what? I mean, let me just quickly put this in for, for Timo Werner. Um, yeah, he's been below par. He's had some 
big misses and there, there, there isn't much excuse for a lot of those misses. Um, but what I would say is he still does have some sort of contribution to the game and we don't play to his strengths. When he makes those runs, we've just got to play the ball early. We don't do it and it causes a lot of hassle and there's no point in being on the pitch if we're not going to play it early. Now, to be honest, funnily enough, I think he shouldn't play in the second leg because I think Real Madrid are going to be a little bit more respectful of Chelsea. Um, whether that's changing how they played a little bit, I just don't see them giving away as much space sort of um, for us to run at them. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll be more of a counter-attack team. With that in mind, Havertz, no, because I think he's a good player. But again, he's not going to be in the box where we need someone in the box. Do you know what I mean? So, who am I going to play? It's Mr. Cross himself, the French Johnny Bravo, the man for the big occasion. Get him on that pitch. I'm telling you now, we are going to be on the front foot and we're going to get to points where we just have to cross the ball. Who do you want in the box? Who do you want in the box? I'm telling you, you'll get a weird goal and that's what I want. Just play him. Play him. We don't need as much pace in this game, in my opinion. Yeah. Fair enough. Miles would be a good shout if Sergio Ramos is back as well for Real Madrid. Imagine the uh, Benzema Giroud narrative as well. Yeah, that was going on. And Giroud just puts puts a goal in. I would love that to be fair. And to be fair, we we mentioned about being clinical on this on this podcast so far. And Giroud's the most clinical guy we, we have, so that could be in that shout as well. To be fair, yeah, I actually really like Jack's shout for Pulisic up top. I hadn't thought of it, but I also think Pulisic is probably one of the best finishers in our team. So if you got into that position. I would trust him. It was also quite nice for, I guess, that front three could be fairly interchangeable. Ah, it's a tough one because it uh, it depends also, I guess, how, how many like Real Madrid players, you know, are available for it. You know, there seems... Just throw them all on. <laughs> throw them all on. <laughs> Again, I'm going like to go for... front five. I'm going to go for a wild card <laughs> shout and say, start Tavi Abraham, please. No. Hey, go on, Tavi. <laughs> I'd love Tavi. I'd love Tavi to score, <laughs> to score a big goal. You know, send us through to the final. But nah, Tavi went, went start against Real Madrid. Who am I kidding? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna lean with Jam and say Giroud. Yeah, I'm going because it because again if 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 we've got Reese playing in my team, how I want Reese to be playing, get those crosses in low or in the air. We've got that great aerial threat. It also helps us out defending set pieces a bit better, especially if they've got Ramos playing. So, yeah, I'm inclined for Olivier Giroud. I know that kind of slows us up a bit, but also I don't think it's necessarily a game we play on the counter at the start because it's one-one. We're not like defending a lead or anything, so it'd still be. Fairly open-ish. Um, yeah, Jam Jam's won me over. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Olivier Giroud. Yeah, as Timo, I, you know, it's not really. Maybe it's harsh on him, but we can't afford him to miss another big chance like that in the second leg because it could be it could be fatal. So yeah, David, I've gone Giroud up top. Right before we before we wrap up, there is kind of like a more. It's quite an important uh, factor, a, a subject to talk about, which is. The planned social media boycott blackout, which starts from 3 p.m. on Friday, so when this pod is out, um, till 11:59 p.m. on Monday, Monday evening, I believe it is. Um, Jam, like I guess I'll go to you on this. How like important do you think sort of this this social media blackout is? Like the the impact it can have. Yeah, um, I think it's really important. I mean. I'll say this now, you guys know I'm a big advocate for, you know, uh, positive mental health and, um, you know, anti-abuse, let's say. So I just think it's pathetic, to be honest. Um, so what, what, this, what, what can this do? Why is it happening, first of all? Um, well, it's happening to try and make these social media companies wake up and stop either procrastinating or more controversially, you know, actually be proactive because I, I feel like they kind of sit on the back foot because they get more engagements, they get more impressions, they get more people spending time on the, on the apps when there is abuse on it because people want to see this abuse. They, it's highlighted, oh my God, look at this abuse. And then everyone goes and clicks on it and it makes people spend more time on the app, which is probably good for their adverts. It's just good in general. Do you know what I mean? So why are they going to change that? 
they will act eventually. That's a controversial look, but I mean, you, you can't really convince me otherwise right now. So what this is going to do is it's going to make them sort of wake up a little bit because I put it like this. Okay, it might be a small thing and these are, these are juggernauts. They might not even listen, but you've got to start somewhere. And look, when they're looking at their little graph of their engagements and, and impressions over the last 28 days as you get, they'll see a little dip. And people will be like, why have we got a dip? Oh, it's because people were doing this social media blackout. Oh, we can't afford to have that again. So what are they talking about? X, Y, and Z, you know, bringing ID to, to each account so that there's some sort of accountability for any abuse. Um, harsher penalties or sanctions, perhaps. Um, looking into having multiple accounts and if that is actually should happen or not, you know. Um, there are various things that, that, that you could do and they need to do more about this. They need to react quicker. They need to ban some emojis, perhaps. They need to ban some words, perhaps. There are plenty of things they can do and this might make them sit up and listen and think, right, okay, how can we actually um, satisfy the people here that are, you know, um, obviously raging about something? I, I think it will hopefully work in some ways because there are some big accounts taking part. Football clubs, you know, Chelsea are taking part. And I think that will actually hurt a little bit. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful anyway. It might not, but I think they might actually listen and maybe try and find something to do, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. As I said, you know, a lot of people will go to the Twitter accounts, for example, for team news on, on the weekend. You know, there'll be a lot of, there'll be a lot of engagement on that. On, so, you know, it is, I think, an important step that needs to be taken. We don't know how, the impact, how impactful it will be. But even if we just sort of put it to ourselves and our sort of, it, like, the, I guess, microcosm of, of Twitter, which is Chelsea Twitter, and we know how that can be at times, I think that could be, a positive just to see you know we might hopefully we'll see less toxicity even if it's just for a few days and then hopefully that can be a start and maybe people will realize you know they won't get you know they can make a slight difference because you know at the moment this is all you know we're hoping for this we don't know how successful this will be but it's a start and it's doing something as we said certain clubs like Swansea you know actually sort of started a week like a few weeks ago by them doing like a week-long boycott I think Rangers did it as well you know and now the fact that Premier League clubs, leading clubs, leading global brands, you know, taking part in it, I think is only really a good thing. And look, obviously, as I say, the Chelsea Social are taking, having a, a blackout. Um, you've got a lot of other sort of content creators who I think are doing the same, you know, and as I said, we kind of all need social media. Social media is important for us. It's important for getting our content out there because we, you know, we thrive off, off the interactions, etc. But this is sort of, I feel, coming together for a bigger cause. Um, Jay, have you got anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely a good step in the right direction. I just hope that it's not the only step. I think this needs to be the first of many going forward. We need to to use this, hopefully has an impact, and then keep going, keep pushing until things start to change. So I'm happy that we're making the step. Just hope that it doesn't stop. Yeah, exactly. And look, it, it thankfully, it coincides with the fact that we're going to be having a bank holiday weekend in the UK. Uh, you know, fingers crossed, the weather might be a bit nicer, but, you know, the COVID restrictions are also easing up a bit as well. You know, and I think at times we do kind of get lost on social media. We probably do spend too much time staring at our phones. We probably get involved in nonsense debates. You know, we know we probably spend too much time. So I actually think it's a good thing. You know, I'll be say oh, you know, this this pod will be out probably lunchtime tomorrow so you I mean you're already listening to it now but that'll probably be the last thing we share before the blackout and then that's about I'll be us back on Tuesday because I think again social media takes up a large part of our lives I think sometimes too much social media in the grand scheme of things is really not important I feel so I feel that you know I would encourage people like you know not even if you like don't think it will make a huge difference by boycotting social media, even if you just spend less time on it over these few days, or you just maybe talk less about football or device stocks, whatever, go out and actually, you know, try and do other things and get away from it all. Because it, I'm, I'm personally really actually looking forward to this little break. It'll be nice to kind of get away from, from, from Twitter and just get away from it all and kind of get back almost into the real world. Because again, you know, this last year or so has been really tough for people. I think, you know, social media has become, you know, actually, at times a really good place. As said, all four of us guys have met. 
you know, this, this probably wouldn't be happening without, you know, the power of social media and meeting on there. So there are obviously plenty of positives, but I also think at times it can be a really good time to step away. And I think this weekend presents a perfect time to step away and I just reassess and get priorities in order. Right? And I say, I know there's people listening to podcasts and I have some people who have sent questions in who I know are less active now. They sort of mainly tweet on match days or whatever. They're not as active other time because it can get in the way of work etc and more important stuff so yeah look i'd encourage you you know do what you feel is right but even you know but try spend less time and you know say it's bank holiday weekend in the uk so try and try and uh, enjoy yourselves um right you know kind of just you know important little note to, to end on but it is you know something important i do think we should cover in the pod i want to thank our two brilliant guests for coming on it's always a pleasure having these boys on we always have a good laugh and I mean Arsenal and Man United so far have made our evenings pretty pretty enjoyable as I said we are recording this uh, while the games are still going on so we don't know what the outcome will be uh, when this is released but Jay uh, want to thank you again for coming on it's always a pleasure having you on mate uh, before you go give yourself one last plug on Twitter where we people can find you where they can find the back post all that good stuff no, thanks. Thanks for having us. I was like, I always enjoy it. Um, always, always love doing it. Uh, you can find me at JTMLNS. Uh, I'm getting sick of saying that now. Might need to change it soon, boys. But yeah, check out the back post. If you're going to do anything, check out the back post. That's that's where I put all my my, my love into. We're trying to go for a thousand subscribers. We're not. We're get. We're pushing for it hard. So go on, do that for us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cheers, exactly. A Spurs fan, a Man United fan and a Chelsea fan talking all things football on the back post. And given Spurs' recent demise, it can be quite entertaining to, to check oh, out. It's, great. it's therapy. It's therapy. The boys check do put out, out some really, the boys do put <laughs> out some really good content. Certainly content that you guys really should check out. You know, they're, you know, end of the day football fans talking about the game they love and that, that's, you know, what we want to see. Uh, Jam, Cheers, thanks man. for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure as always with you. We always have a blast before you go where can people find you where, where can they follow you and all the Chelsea social and that good stuff really quickly I think I've just realised that I need help I, I find it funnier to laugh at Man United Arsenal Spurs <laughs> than I probably do to see Chelsea win it's, oh, mate, it's amazing <laughs> honestly that absolutely tight People can't see this, but I've honestly not seen Jab just smiling as much like when we have recorded with him before. But we're, we're discussing a one-all result against Real Madrid, but the boy is genuinely just smiling so much. He's loving life. Um, but yeah, Jab, oh, give yourself sorry. a last little plug. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at on at carefree underscore Jab. Um, and obviously, uh, I co-own with Jay McIntosh. We co-own the Chelsea social, the CFCW social. Um, so, yeah, as you said, Nick, just really quickly, we are partaking in the um, social media blackout. So, unfortunately, we're not covering the um, Fulham game for the Chelsea social and we're not going to be covering the the big women's semi-final Champions League game between Chelsea and Bayern Munich too. Um, but, you know, good luck to both teams and obviously we'll come back to it on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. And they've got full support. And as you mentioned, uh, the women's team, I'll give a quick plug. Dean Mears, he sends in questions every week. He's been a brilliant guy. He always helps share the pod about. And he does, you know, the Mo- went to Mo King's Meadow podcast. He said they've also collaborated with some of the guys from CFCW Social. Uh, really good podcast uh, run. So, you know, Chelsea women's team are doing bits this year. Got real potential to make it a really special season and maybe win their first Champions League. They've got a bit of work to do in the second leg against Bayern Munich, but fingers crossed they can do it. But, you know, Dean will be covering that game. He does an absolutely brilliant podcast, so make sure you guys check it out. As for us, we're on Instagram at that Chelsea Pod. We're on Twitter at that Chelsea Pod. Uh, if you like this podcast, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help share with all your friends all that good stuff. If you listen on Twitter, even just a simple like or retweet can help go a long way, you know. Uh, helps helps get us out there to as many people as possible. At the end of the day, we're all just Chelsea fans talking about the one club that we love. And, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to be talking about many more special moments to come this season. You know, covering the last few months under Thomas Tuchel has been, been really, really special and something I didn't feel we would be discussing given the situation we were in early in the season. So we have come, we have come a long, long way. And, yeah, it, it's always a pleasure discussing Chelsea matches with like-minded Chelsea fans and until the next episode everybody keep a blue flag
Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.